Shuff Fidehuse, my name is Kazumunungu and welcome to a brand new episode of the weekly wrap up. Buckle up as I take you for a ride on the beautiful roller coaster that is football. I bring to you the latest results and fixtures from the big leagues, reviews and previews of all the big games. If you're ready, let's get started. Dive right into the results. Barocco swallows 1-1-0 against Cocoon United. Cape Town City received a thumping in the heads of Stellenbosch by three goals to nil. While Cape Town City received another weapon by Royal AM. Uh, Chipper United also received a beating from Orlando Pirates 3-1 the scoreline. Swallows emphatically lost against Supersport 3-0 again my body sundowns continuing what they do best which is to win all day every day honestly not even surprised they took the game 3-0 against TS Galaxy not very surprised by these results um shocked to see Kaiser Chiefs lose because I wasn't genuinely not expecting that one I don't think anyone was expecting that I'm impressed by the way both teams played are disappointed by the decision making of the coach I think that was their letdown and their players all in all I'm happy about Pirates winning because things have been really bad uh, in recent times and I'm I'm happy to see them succeed uh, same goes for Super Sport Super Sport hasn't really been contending for anything really in my case this is my opinion I don't think Supersport have been doing enough to compete against the teams that are running for the league. And I feel like maybe this season is their time. They are starting off really well. I mean, they find themselves in second position, which is really, really impressive. So we will see what they have to offer. Um, you might have noticed that I didn't mention Amazulu because Amazulu is out representing South Africa in the Champions League. They are flying the flag high um, in our African inter-club competitions, right? Um, they won 3-1, which is very good, which is very, very good, especially bouncing back from their loss uh, last weekend. It's very good to see them bounce back. They will play against Golden Arrows in a KZN Derby on Wednesday, along with Marius Beck United facing Marumo Kalans. Right, and on Friday we're expecting Morocco's um, swallows. Yeah, scratch that. They are now known as swallows. Swallows facing Cape Town City, and then on the Saturday we will see Arrows face Morocco, Orlando Pirates facing Mamelodi Sundowns, Skukuni uh, United facing Golden Arrows, Stellenbosch facing Chipper United and Super Sports United facing Marius Beck United and then we will see Royal AM facing TS Galaxy on a Sunday while Baruma Gallants face Kaiser Chiefs Now diving into the Premier League. 
Aston Villa won 3-0 against Everton, while Burnley suffered a loss against Arsenal, a 1-0 loss against Arsenal. Liverpool won comfortably by three goals to nil against Crystal Palace. Manchester City and Southampton played out to a goalless draw. Norwich City versus Watford ended in a 3-1 win for Watford. Wolves and Wolves lost to Brentford by two goals to nil, while Newcastle and Leeds played out to a one-all draw. Brighton beat Leicester by two goals to one, and Manchester United beat West Ham by two, also two goals to one, while Chelsea emphatically beat Tottenham Hotspur by three goals to nil. The next fixtures that we can expect are will be during the week in the Carabao Cup formerly known as the League Cup, right? Burnley face Rochdale, Brentford face Oldham Athletic, Manchester City travel to Wacombe Wanderers, Fulham face Leeds, Norwich and Liverpool, Redford face Stoke, Southampton will face Sheffield, Brighton will face Swansea, Arsenal faces AFC Wimbledon, while Chelsea travel to Aston Villa. Manchester United will get a rematch against us against West Ham. Our Wolves will face Tottenham and Millwall have a trip to Leicester City. Yeah. Um Chelsea sit comfortably at the top of the log standings right now with 13 points. So does Liverpool. Liverpool also has 13 points. And also Manchester United has 34, so we have a three-way tie at the top. Chelsea are above by goal difference. Um, Brighton follow uh, the rest of the chasing pack in position four with 12 points, closely closely followed by Manchester City with 10 points. Um, as far as this league goes, it's highly unpredictable at this point because there's so much that happens in the Premier League and you cannot make any conclusions and such but I would just like to say that if Chelsea focus and they don't make any mistakes I believe they're in well in good contention to take the league this season and if Chelsea doesn't take it I think Liverpool will take it like it's generally between Liverpool and Chelsea those are the other teams that are close contention for it I'm a huge Manchester United fan but I just don't think we are playing well enough to take it this season for us I just don't think we're there yet we were doing good as Manchester United but I think we can do better and I think given the space and the time we can do that next season we can accomplish big things but for now uh, Chelsea and Liverpool are running with it they have identical results like literally identical results they've scored the same amount of goals they have the, they've had the same results for all of their matches mind you they've played against each other and they've drawn so for my case I think Chelsea is in high contention to take it. But this is just the fifth game of the season. We have a lot more games to go. So buckle up. It's going to be a bumpy ride. But since we're here, there's going to be a very interesting match happening in the weekend. And that is Chelsea versus Manchester City. This game is quite big, and this is the preview. 
bring you the rest of the world. Bayern Munich still on top in Germany. Uh, with 20 goals and 5 matches, they still remain undefeated. And Bayern will play a team called Greyther 4th on Friday. Bayern won their last match 7-0. Now moving to France. PSG are still on top. Big surprise there. With 18 goals in 6 matches, they also remain undefeated. And they will play Mets on Wednesday. Uh, the last game, they won 2-1. Disappointing to see that Lionel Messi has not scored a goal for PSG, but we remain patient and see how we will adjust moving forward. I'm, I'm a huge fan of Messi personally, and I had great expectations. I personally wish he went to Manchester City. It would make the Manchester W more interesting, but he settled for PSG for whatever reasons. And I wish him the best. And we're still waiting for your first goal. I don't know why he's taking so long. I don't understand what's difficult. But patience. We remain patient. Right? Jumping over to Spain. Lionel Messi's former home. Real Madrid's still on top. As per usual. Two points clear from Atletico Madrid. They remain undefeated. They play Mallorca on Wednesday and I was literally just watching this match um, Real Madrid came from behind in in the space of 5-6 minutes in the dying minutes of the game uh, Real Madrid managed to score 2 goals to take all 3 points uh, and win the game 2-1 in Italy Inter Milan are on top but only by goal difference they also remain undefeated and they play Fiorentina on Wednesday. I'm pretty sure I butchered that um, that pronunciation, Fiorentina. But uh, the last game, Inter Milan won 6-1. So I have great expectations for Inter Milan as, uh, as a club. It played very well last season. Um, I think they can take it again if if they don't disappoint if they don't slip up if there are no slips up of any kind I think they can take it um introducing my segment which is my player of the week my player of the week is a player that stood out for me that played really well throughout the week and that's covering from Tuesday last week right down to Sunday right so I'm just looking I just looked for a player that performed exceptionally well according to my eyes this is a completely biased choice it has nothing to do with stats or performance it's just how I feel right and the player that I have chosen personally is Alan St. Maximum St. Maximin who plays for Newcastle I give this player a rating of 8 out of 10 all the players that I'm going to choose will have a rating but I give this one 8 out of 10 um, he got one of the match in the previous match and he was the front and center of the whole game for me he scored a goal played very very well 
and I think if no disrespect to the players of Newcastle but if he had a better squad or better teammates he would have been more impactful and in the final results I genuinely believe that he would have done that um, for all of you who don't know Saint Allen is French he's 24 years old he has played 56 games in the Premier League he has 8 goals and 10 assists um, I think He's just finding his place right now because he has played 56 games and he only has 8 goals, right? And I think he's finally settled into his position and I feel like um, the coach and the staff have seen him and in due time, in due time, I think he's going to become better. But so far, he performed very well for me. Tune in next week to find out who the player of the week is. Now for another segment called the match review. The match I chose to review also completely on a biased, biased level. I chose Manchester United versus West Ham because I'm a fan of Manchester United and I love talking about Manchester United. Obviously, if you would like for me to talk about other matches, be sure to comment. Uh, tell me what match you would like me to review, what match you would like me to preview, who you want to be your player of the week. Tell me in advance before I record so that I am able to record it and put it on the podcast. But for now, we are going to focus on Manchester United versus West Ham United. So, possession. Manchester United had a 60% of possession while West Ham had 14. Shots. Uh, in total, 17 for Manchester United, 10 of those are on target, 13 for West Ham United, but only 4 on target. And out of those 4 on target, only 1 resulted in a goal. While out of the 10 on target for Manchester United, only 2 resulted in the goals. Really disappointing. Manchester United had eight, 814 touches in total. While West, Hest- West Ham only had 597. Tackles that were made were 14 for both sides. Passes were 624 for Manchester United and 417 for West Ham. While the corners, Manchester United got 11 corners and West Ham had only two. Right. So these teams have faced each other 51 times. Manchester United. United has won 13 of these encounters drawn has won 31 of these encounters and drawn 13 and only lost 17 Manchester Manchester United and West Ham have faced each other for a total of 51 matches in which Manchester United has won 31 drawn 13 and only lost seven. Right, Manchester United's goal came from Said Banema. Uh, it was a very beautiful, not a really beautiful goal, but um, it was just unfortunate for the defense and the goalkeeper because it deflected off the arm of Rafael Varad and uh, the hair was was just wrong-footed and he just couldn't adjust in time to to save it 
right? And that's how they went forward. But immediately after that, Manchester United started pressing very high, and eventually they got rewarded by the one, the, the one and only CR7, Cristiano Ronaldo, right? Who had this shot initially saved, but great field awareness from him, great vision, great intelligence, great confidence to see the ball and be able to tap it in in the manner that he did, right? And that's how they came back level. Um, there were a lot of penalty shots from my side, from Manchester United. There were a lot of penalty shots that I feel like VR was supposed to notice these things and you know alert the referee i'm not entirely sure how VAR works but i'm pretty sure if they see something that is wrong they're supposed to tell the referee to at least look at the screen right but i don't i'm not sure how VAR with all those cameras missed our penalty shots maybe in my eyes these were legitimate shouts but they're the professionals and i'm not about to argue with a professional especially regarding that especially because we won so it's fine it's fine it's okay um the penalty that west ham got was a legitimate penalty i think it was a legitimate penalty um clearly it was a handball and there was nothing we could have done about it i'm i'm glad that david the hair saved it especially given that it was in the dying minutes of of the game you know because if, if they scored that goal then obviously it was done but kudos to jesse Lingard for bouncing back from um the performance of against young boys and the error that he made and that ultimately led to our demise uh, i love how he bounced back Jesse Lingard is genuinely one of my favorite players ever in existence, so I'm happy to see him win. Um, that is it for the match review. Tell me what match you would like me to review specifically, and if you don't choose one, I will definitely just choose whichever one I like best. Now for our match preview. Uh, the match I chose to preview is Chelsea versus Manchester City because I think in the title race right now this is one this is one for the ages especially given how things are going for Chelsea Chelsea are essentially perfectly built and seemingly undefeatable honestly they are a world old machine but on the same and Manchester City are looking strong too. Sure, there was a slip up against Southampton and they couldn't score. But Manchester City play well. They always play well. And especially against the big teams, they always perform. So I'm excited to see how that match goes. Now for stats, because we like stats. Manchester City have won four, lost one, and only draw one of their last six matches. Wow, Chelsea also won four, also lost one, and also drew one of their last six matches. 
right? Chelsea have won four and lost two matches against Manchester City. The last time these two teams faced each other, Chelsea came out on top by a goal to nil. Uh, my top three players to watch from Manchester City will have to be Jack Grealish. I think Grealish is doing really well. He did well last season. He's doing exceptionally this season. He's definitely worth every penny that they spent on him. I I would like to see Raheem Sterling. I think Raheem Sterling is a great player. He's a very experienced player and he will definitely cause trouble for the defense if put in. Kevin De Bruyne is another good player that I think should be looked out for. Uh, especially with his assists. He's very exceptional assists but he's also dangerous on long range shots. He's very powerful shots that he can take. So really it's going to be difficult for the defense but I think the defense if there's any defense that can handle Manchester Manchester City's attack, it has to be the Chelsea. I mean, we're talking Thiago Silva here. <sighs> very good, very very good defense that Chelsea has. Um, the players that we would look out for from Chelsea side will have definitely for me have to be Romelu Lukaku, Thiago Silva, and Rudiger. Romelu Lukaku failed to score today. Uh, The players that we would watch out for would have to be Romelu Lukaku, Thiago Silva, and Rudiger. Rudiger scored an exceptional goal against Tottenham, um, and Lukaku was always, always a problem against Tottenham. He always, he's always a problem on any game, but like this game specifically, he, he was he caused a lot of problems. Um, Thiago Silva also managed to score a goal, while defending a lot of, of goals um, I think this game will go to Chelsea I personally just believe that Chelsea will win this that's my prediction I just think Chelsea is gonna win this not because of the players that they have or anything or that Manchester City is a bad team just that Chelsea is the better team. Yeah, I just want to be blunt with it and, and just put it out there in the universe. Chelsea is the better team. Is just looking way better right now. Way better than Manchester City. Manchester City is a good, great team, but Chelsea is better. No kidding. So, scoreline, I'd say 1-0. Yeah, a very hard-fought 1-0 win for the Blues. time for a slice of history with Ngazumulo. Humanity has been kicking spherical objects for as long as they've both been around, but more formal games are no more than 4,000 years old at most. That is the age of the oldest ball ever discovered. As with most good ideas, a lot of people had the same thought in different parts of the world and each of them created their own distinct ancient ball games. Of all the ancient ball games, Kuju from China 
in its oldest form was the closest to modern football, with two teams moving a ball towards a fixed goal. But it was in Mesoamerica that a ball game acquired the kind of importance that football has today. For 3,000 years, the ball game, as it was known, was a pastime. But a spectator sport, a passion, and a ritual, football as we know it today, descends from the variety of uh, righteous folk football games played in medieval England. Although the exact rules of the Mesoamerican ball game are not known, the sport's wise widespread popularity is not in doubt. Ball courts have been found as far north as Arizona in the United States and as far south as Nicaragua in Central America. The main aim appears to have been to keep the solid rubber ball in play. The game was an integral part of society. It is thought that children played the game recreationally. Thank you for joining us. That was a slice of history with Angazimulu. Join us next week as we focus on Kamari, the game that was enormously popular in Japan between the 10th and the 16th centuries. Welcome to another slice of history, Football Club Edition. Today we're focusing on Manchester United. With the biggest stadium in England and the largest global fan base estimated at more than 5% of the world's population, Manchester United has been by far the most successful club in the 1990s and early 2000s with league titles in double figures as well as Champions League glory. Manager Sir Alex Ferguson was at the helm of four more than 25 years and is an unquestioned genius who won more trophies than any other British manager. Manchester United have won 62% of Premier League wins ever recorded. 62%. In case you're wondering, that's way more than 50%. So, hmm. This might be the best club ever. You're more than welcome to argue with me in the comment section, but I genuinely believe this is the best team ever. Right? Manchester United began life in 1878 as the Lancia and Oxia Railways or Workers. Manchester United began life in 1878 as Lancashire and Yorkshire Railways Works team playing in green and gold. The name and shorts were changed in 1920 after near bankruptcy. They have never looked back since. That was a slice of history. Football Club Edition. Join us next week as we look at Liverpool Football Club. The other pride of Manchester. And that's a wrap from our show. Thank you so much for listening. I genuinely, genuinely appreciate it. Uh, be sure to comment 
app subscribe if you're using google podcast and share it with your friends i would really appreciate it and if you can comment if you have any suggestions anything that you would like me to add or remove be sure to let me know as this is my very first episode i want to say more but i don't know what to say so thanks again for listening have yourself an amazing wonderful day sure sure